three, two, one. My name is Corrine Tyler, Corrine Clark Tyler. I say it like that. I was born in um, Norfolk, Virginia, and uh, St. Winston Hospital. And my birth date is uh, 7 12 27. My mother is, uh, my father was James Clark. My mother was Lou Jean Clark. And they were born in uh, Jackson, North Carolina. And they moved to Virginia. That's where I was born, in Virginia. Um, I had two brothers, Willie James and Roosevelt. And um, Billy James passed away, and I only had one brother, which is Rosebank. And I went to, um, so we moved to Virginia Beach. I went to uh, the school, uh, first school I went to was Mount Bethel Elementary. And I went there until I was uh, nine years old. But we had to walk every day. Uh, backwards and forward with my brother and I. So, what? That's 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 about me. It's yeah, about me. <laughs> yeah, that's good enough for a quick intro. Okay. So uh, this, this is the Shalone Kaysen show, and I'm Shalone Kaysen, and we're going to be doing an autobiographical, autobiographical. Is that a word? We'll make it up. Autobiography, autobiographical interview with my grandmother, who is now 91, correct? Yeah. 91 years old, and it's Corrine Tyler, but some people call her Sta, and I call her Granny. So, uh, <laughs> uh, this is the Shalom Cation Show, where we do uh, biographies of all kinds of people from all over the world, and today we have Corrine Tyler. So... Um, you started a little bit with your parents, and um, could, do you know anything about your grandparents? And by the way, we're outside, so if you hear any uh, wonderful nature noises, uh, cars passing by, don't worry about that. So do you have any information that you remember about your grandparents, uh, your parents' parents? Not really, because my father was um, adopted. Okay. And his mother, his the people that raised him, um, I only saw him about a couple of times, and uh, they lived in Jackson, North Carolina. All right. And they had this big farm that he worked on, and uh, I guess he got tired working on the farm, so he left. Okay. <laughs> came to Virginia. Came down here. Yeah, so okay. what did uh, your father do when he was down here? When he came here, he uh, when he first came here. He went. He worked at the um, Long Show, Long Showman. He worked for Long Show. Oh, okay. And lived in Norfolk. Worked at the Long Show one. Then he left that, and he moved to Virginia Beach, and he started farming. Oh my God, that was something. <laughs> so he moved away from farming and went back to farming. Yeah. Okay. He went back to farming. He got, I guess he thought he could make a do it better by farming. So he farmed a lot. And I did too, so. All right. He had, he had all us, he had beans and corn and peas, and we picked butter beans and we 
shucked corn, and we did some of everything, oh, my wow. brother and I. Okay. What and about your mom? Did she do any work, or was she stay at home? No, mom? my mom, we were all, all doing the same thing. My mom in the field, too. Oh, wow, okay. But Everybody's in the field. The worst thing was, I, don't, I really, you know, I had me plowing. I used to plow. Plow this mule. I did all plowing. I could uh, color weight. I could dis, make rows, you know, do rows, corn rows. Oh, wow. All kinds of stuff. So I did all kinds of stuff. Like okay. That. All right. Uh, so moving on from there, you were talking about school a little bit and your two brothers. Uh, do you have any uh Find stories uh, from school or any people you particularly remember from elementary school? You remember anything from there? From elementary school? Yeah. Um, well, I left um, Mount Bethel School. We left that school because we had to walk and then we had to fight every day, so we got, we got tired of fighting. Oh, why were you fighting? So did children fight you, you know. Like <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I, I remember one day this girl got mad with me. They had a German shepherd. Mm -hmm. And this boy uh, sucked his dog on me, and the dog bit me. Oh, wow. So I said, I'm not going to school no more. We're going to um, Union Kinsville. That's when we left and we started going to Union Kinsville. My dad was living up uh, on Salem Road. Uh, by Spencer's Farm, you know, the Spencer's Farm yeah. in there? Mm -hmm. He was living on that farm. So. That's where uh, I walked from uh, Spencer's Farm to the corner. We used to call it Gallup Store at the corner. It was where five, uh, Princess Anne comes in to sail. Okay. That, that corner. We catch the bus and go to Union Kissfield. And uh, I stayed there until uh, I went to that school until I passed to the ninth grade. Left, graduated from. Elementary school to the ninth grade. Okay. Um, but we had to walk a long way, so uh, my dad took my brother out of school. So that left me walking by myself. Oh, wow. So then I didn't want to go no more. So I, left, I, I quit school right then. After the ninth grade? After the ninth grade. Okay. And that was still considered elementary? Elementary. Okay, because now we no, have... No, no, ninth grade, you go to the high school. Okay. I, I went to Union, Kinsley, Union, well... It, okay, well, let me... It, it was Union, Kinsley Elementary. Huh? I'm missing some of your hand movements. So yeah. I'm going to move this over here. Yeah, get all your hand movements. It today. was Union, Kinsley Elementary. Okay. Union Baptist, that's what it was. Oh, okay. Then a big school with Union Kissville with people all oh, everybody went to here yeah, lately, you know, Union Union you went to that day. Uh no. you went to Keller. I went to oh, Green Run, Green which Run. was fairly new. Yeah. I that's think right. it opened in the eighties. That's right, you went to Green Run. Yeah. And uh, So you so you left because you didn't want to walk to school by yourself. No, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> And you know, back then Children fighting, fighting every day, and all this kind oh, of stuff. Oh, wow, okay. I'm not going to tell all the fighting I did. Right, I'm not right. going to put that in. <laughs> <laughs> but then, it was, you know, they would fight, fight, and you couldn't, uh, you had to fight every day. So I said, well, after they took Buddy out to work. Because, you know, back then, the um, white people didn't want the older children going to school. Boy, too old to be going to school. He can work. So the daddy took him out to work on the oh, farm. So the farmer, the yeah. the person who owned the farm, 
didn't want the children wasting time, wasting time after a certain age. Yeah, so it took them out. Wow. Took them out and said, they can work. that boy old enough to work on the farm. Mm. And so he worked on the farm and then uh, um, I stayed on, West stayed on. But anyway, after that, but we still worked on Spencer's farm, picked strawberries and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff we did. Um, did all that and then uh, then I met this bo- boy. <laughs> <laughs> Always trouble, right? Always trouble. <laughs> so I got pregnant and then I had to stay I had to stay out there. But after that I think Alan was about to a year old. So my dad got mad because uh, we, me and my husband were fighting and he took Alan from me. So he raised Alan. That's why Alan is clocking now to be tired. But anyway, I worked on another farm called Hutchins Farm. I went to work on that and uh, did a lot of cutting kale and collards and spinach, mm-hmm. spooning stuff like this, spooning spinach, and uh, worked out there for a long time. So we, I uh, guess, uh, we lived on, still lived on Salem Road. Okay. So then uh, uh, my husband was William Tyler, and he worked at the sawmill. I can't tell you. <laughs> Uh-huh. He worked at the sawmill, so okay. you know things didn't go right. At the sawmill, didn't go right for me. Didn't oh. go right for us together because uh. he started drinking and messing, and so uh. we all worked hard. So I, you know, struggling with uh, three kids. I had three then, so we still uh, still worked. And then one day I said, I told the kids after they got up. Little old, I said, We're gonna work in this field today mm-hmm. and we're gonna buy us a car. <laughs> okay, and so, uh, but uh, my, my oldest son was with Jesse, then not Alan was staying with my dad, mm-hmm. but old Jesse was the oldest. So I said, We work hard, we're gonna make this money. This man was gonna sell me a car for a hundred dollars. Okay, <clears throat> and I worked and I bought that car, and that's when. We started uh, going back and forth in the field, making money. And uh, I did pretty good with the, with the children, candy children, too. So then finally, um, after that, I got a job at Preston Elementary School, which was Seaboard then. Okay. So I stopped working on the farm, and I worked at Seaboard Elementary School. Um, and all the children at school. Did I say how many children I had? I didn't say you that said yet. you had three at this had point. Three. Was there some more that came along? Yeah, then I had about, when I went to Seaboard, I had, when I went to Seaboard school, I think I had uh, mm, 10. 10, once you got to Seaboard. I had 10 okay. kids then, I had 10. And now for another quick break for a special announcement. You like traveling? Have you ever traveled to another place and had nothing but problems with the hotel? There's no microwave, there's no kitchen, There's the bed's too small, ugh. Well, stop living in the past. 
Hotels are done and now you need to travel with Airbnb. I once stayed in an Airbnb for a whole week for $150. The nearest hotel was $100 a night. That's a deal that's hard to beat. Get all that by signing up for Airbnb with the link in the description. Thank you and back to the show. But you know, the uh, some was going to Calum. Mm -hmm. uh, no, some was going to uh, Union Kinsville. That's what it was. Okay. So when you were school. when you were working on these farms, it was someone else's farm, and you were almost like a, um, a farm laborer. You yes. just go to whoever's farm and help yeah. uh, help them out. Yeah. Was there um, like less pay for? If it's a black person farming, or did well, they didn't care if you did good work? No, I was doing. I was working for this white farmer, mm -hmm. and uh, I guess I could work so good. He wouldn't let. He wouldn't let me get on. He didn't want me going on another truck. Oh, <laughs> so if I get on another truck, uh, if a truck come pick you up and you get on another truck, and I got on another truck, he would get mad and he fussed them out. He said, "Don't pick her up no more." <laughs> So you're a really good worker. I was a good worker, yes. Oh, wow. And when you have all, had all these kids and you're working on the farm, were they helping or it was just understood that they can come and you're still going to do good work? They, they would come. I would bring them and they would work. All except the little small ones, they mm -hmm. wouldn't work. You know, uh, the little small ones wouldn't work, but they would, sometimes my mother would keep the smallest ones. Oh, okay. And the rest of them, uh, like, they would be in the field working. Oh wow! Okay, well, we did a lot of work, man. I'm tell you, a lot of hard work. But, um, you know, I'm working for this uh, man named Mr. Ernest Elvison, and he wouldn't let nobody. He wouldn't let me get on nobody else's truck. <laughs> <laughs> so I made him pay more for picking cucumbers because I've been on another truck, right? Right. And I said, I'm not going because they paying more over there. So when I went over there, but what I didn't know was. The cucumbers wasn't as good over where I went. Oh. And where I was at, it was better cucumbers, but they were paying more over there, so I made them pay more. Right. <laughs> so he said, I'll give you more if you come on back. Well, hey, so that he, good work pays off. He wouldn't let nobody have me. I said, I'm not your real hand, you know. I can go anywhere <laughs> I want to go, and I would talk to him like that. But he said, Corrine, I need you. The guy so he kept calling me. And I saw him. He said he needed me. So we were talking about um, the working and the farms, and then you moved over to SeaTac. And what kind of work were you doing at this Not time? SeaTac. I'm sorry, what'd you say? You said Seaboard? Seaboard Elementary. Seaboard Elementary. And, and you had 10 kids at this time. About what year do you think that was when you went over to Seaboard? Mm, good gracious, now that's a good I was in there. When I went to Seaboard, it was. Ronald was born 1960. 1960? 1960. So 1960, uh, and there was a lot of stuff going on around this time with Martin Luther King and a lot of other things. In your life, did you notice any changes, people more excited or people more into politics, or you're just doing your work and, and you, know, you didn't really see a difference? I didn't really see a difference, too much different, but... I know the day that they the the day that he got killed. I was working in school. Oh, okay. And I saw a lot of everybody was sad about that. But 
I really didn't see too much different. They didn't bother me. I mean, I had no trouble okay. too much, you know. Seemed like I got along with everybody, whites and all. I didn't really have any trouble. Oh, that's good. I did. Okay, so let's but, um, let's talk about Seaboard a little bit more. What kind of work were you doing there, and how did things get along? I was the janitorial. I was the day janitorial. Okay. Um, they had a day one, but I was the... The late, I was the lady, and then had a man was named Mr. Britt. Okay. But uh, I it was kind of, but the principals and things, you know, they didn't want you to sit down, they didn't want you to do this. But like this principal told me one time, we was me and this other lady was talking right in the hallway. Mm-hmm. She came by and said, "Why are y'all confiscating together?" I said, "What?" Then I, so I said, "I said, what you think we gonna do?" Get gonna get together and kill you? <laughs> you said that. Yeah. So she looked at me and she said, "But why you say that? <laughs> but you can go, come down to the office and get your slip. You can leave." I said, "No." So I left. I got in my car and I went over to the uh, school board office and I talked to the man over there that hired me. Mm-hmm. And I said, "She," and I told him what she said and everything. He told me, he "said Go back." Tell her she didn't hire you, and she can't fire you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when I got back to the job, she said, you went to school board? I said, I sure did, because you don't talk to me like that. Wow. I, didn't, I, I said, you don't talk to me like that. I'm still up for my rights now. Right. But uh, I got along pretty good at this school. Well, that's good. And the teachers all loved me, and it seemed like everybody just loved me. And I got along good with the teachers, and... I sometimes they had me in a class, teaching in class. Oh, wow. <laughs> Everybody thought I was a teacher. I said, no, I'm not a teacher. But then they would, um, I had two or three teachers that um, would look out for me. And they would, uh, when they got paid, they would let me go to the bank and cash their check. And then they would give me money like that. And I, I had, a, I did, I was blessed. Oh, I'm not going to say I wasn't. Because I was, I was blessed. And um, the white teachers did the same thing. They called me, called me, come get this. And then I remember one time, my daughter Barbara and I, we started, remember when the Cabbage Patch dolls came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We make them Cabbage Patch dolls. So then when I, I would start making them, and uh, this uh, one lady at school, she was white, she said, if you make me one, I make me one with blonde hair. I give you a hundred dollars. Wow, a hundred dollars! So I made a blonde one with one with blonde hair. Then another lady one. One I made. I used to make dolls. <laughs> me and Bobby used to make dolls every time. Turn around, we were making dolls. Wow! And I, I made good. I'm making cabbage patch dolls. Oh, that's great! I always had something. Then I started to um, like hustling. You know, selling cookies at school and drinks and all that stuff, which you can't do now, you know. Right, right. It's but all locked it was, down now. Yeah, you can't do what you want to do. You can't do that now. But I, I always uh, uh, know how to do it. But, well, anyway, my dad used to do it. He used to sell ice and ice and uh, fish and ice up in that room. So I guess I got that from him. Oh, okay. You know how to hustle and make yourself and make some money. Right. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I think I still got that hustling stuff right there. I'm trying yeah. to tell everyone running up down the road. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, that's how I made it. Okay. And after 
Seaboard or how long how long were you at Seaboard and what kind of happened after that? I stayed Seaboard 33 years. Okay. Which I could have moved up but could have moved up to another higher level but I had kids and I, and I could have got a good night job which would pay more money. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to leave the kids home nights by themselves. Right, right. And um so I said, I just keep the day job, and you know, kids and the t- and I could get kids to school. Then the smaller one, I could get them to school. Your mama and, and uh, Sharon and Bob and Vernon, I kept them in the school. Okay. The teacher let the uh, principal let me keep them in the school with me. Oh, that's great. While they were young. They definitely don't do that nowadays. No, no. <laughs> You'd be hard pressed to oh, keep boy, your they, kids with you when you're working. But you know, sometimes, and then we had another lady that was working in the daytime too, and she would help me watch them. You know, be from tearing the school. I go in the room, they'd be all up on the counter, <laughs> tearing up the wall, tearing up the toilet tissues. And wow. But anyway. Well, that's great that you had the opportunity to work and bring them. Bring them to school with, with you. Yeah. yeah, that's great. So I was blessed. So after the your 30 years at Seaboard. 33. 33 years. Um, what, what was going on after that time? After 33 years? Well, oh, but while I was working at school, my mother died when I was okay. 50. I was 50, 50 years old. But then, I was still at the school working, mm-hmm. and uh, then I was driving a cab too. I drove uh, oh. Don Taxi for th- about three years at, at the beach. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So that was like when school was out, or wh- when were you that driving the like cab? In the summer. In the summertime, yeah, okay. In the summertime. okay. I, I drove the cab in the summer. <clears throat> and then, after that, I used to clean houses. Uh, clean beach houses for. I remember I went one time. I didn't have, a, but that was before I got the school job. I didn't have a job, so uh, Booty got into trouble. So I I went to the uh, employment office to get this job, and they didn't have any job that day. Mm-hmm. So I said, some said, you don't leave, you stay here. That something might come in, you know, they'd call you if something Right, in. right. So I sit there and I sit there and I say, Lord, I need a job. And I need a lawyer. And he... You need a lawyer? Why did you need a lawyer? I said, Booty got in trouble. Oh, he got in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, for the people who might not know, who is Booty? That's my son, William. Okay. And where did the name, the nickname come from? His father. His father? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His father named him Booty. How'd they and come then, up with that? I don't know. I ain't come up with that. <laughs> Booty ain't gonna want that name on that TV. He ain't gonna want that. He gonna get mad. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. Oh, okay. So he got in trouble, and so you needed a lawyer, and you needed a job. And you're praying. Yeah. In the employment that, office. That was before I got the job at the school. Okay. But I went to the employment office, and I sat there that day. So the lady called me, said, "Corrine said, come in." So I got up and went up. She said, well, I had a job yesterday, and this lawyer, I'm telling this because this is, this is really a true story from God, I'm telling you. Okay. I went up, and she said, uh, this man 
wanted somebody to clean his beach house down on 9th Street at the beach and said, uh, I don't know where he got somebody or not. He warned him yesterday. That was the day before. Mm-hmm. And I uh, said, but you, I'm going to call him and you can talk to him. So she called him and he said, yeah, tell her, come on. So I got in my car and I went on around to 9th Street where his house was. And he was standing out there, and I looked at him, and I said, oh, my God, I can't go in there. <laughs> you know, by you being from the country. And right. He, know, he looks fancier than you. But he was handsome. I said, oh, my, I can't go in there. <laughs> so this is a handsome man. I can't go in here with him, you know. But I, I got out. He said, Corrine, that's you? I said, yeah. He said, come on in then. So I went on in the house, and he showed me what he wanted me to do. His mm-hmm. name was Michael Wiseberg. I went in the house, and he showed me what he wanted me to do, and he said, he gave me the money for working that day, and take this money and get your cleaning stuff. He paid me. Okay. And he said, when he left, he said, and if you need a lawyer, so if you need me, call me, and if you need a lawyer, I'm it. Wow. Two prayers answering got, one person. I got in that house, and I cried. Then I called him, and I told him. What had happened and everything. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm your lawyer. And I said, how much you going to charge me? He said, $75. And the lawyer that my sister-in-law had, her son was the one did the, 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 the murder. Mm. But the lawyer she had charged her $5,000. My lawyer $5,000? And yeah. what year do you think this this was? That, in oh, the fifties, maybe. Yeah, that was 5, that was in the fifties. Then that was before I. Maybe I had all the kids, but Booty was about seventeen, eighteen, something like that. Nineteen. I know you about nineteen. Wow, five thousand dollars. I don't even know what that is with, um, Joyce. when you the inflation. That's yeah. got to be way more than five thousand now. Yes. In today's dollars. He charged her five thousand dollars. And I asked my lawyer how much you can charge me. He said $75. That's amazing. So, uh, yeah, I just checked that um, inflation because I really wanted to know what the price would have been if it was $5,000 in like 1965 or 70. And as you can see right here, um, it would have been $32,000. Um, that is like more than a year's salary for some people. So, um, let's take a quick check and see how much it would have been, um, if it was $75, which is what her lawyer charged her and we'll calculate it. The $75 would have been $487, um, which is 10 times less. That is quite ridiculous and definitely a miracle and a blessing from God that she was able to get, um, wow, her case solved for just $487 in today's dollars. That's accounting for inflation. Whew, that's crazy. Okay, back to the show. And I went, we went to court. And when he, when, uh, he told me, he, he told me, he said, when you come to that court, I want you to be dressed up. Mm-hmm. And don't be messing around now. You gotta tell me the truth. And when I went there, uh, my sister's son 
got eight years, and Booty didn't get nothing. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah, that was amazing, yeah. I said that now. Then I worked for him. I don't know, I worked for him a long time after that. And he's still my lawyer right today. Oh, mm-hmm. that's great. I go see him. He called me up to come to see him, and I still go see him. Oh, wow. That's pretty oh, amazing. Yeah, cute. He still, he still got a case in for cute right now. <laughs> Cute always getting money. I was a cute. I was a rare. You keep getting money. <laughs> you always get cute money. Okay, so, um, so now we're going back to going back you just to- left Seaboard. You did thirty three years. What happened after that? It, were there any anything any accomplishments with your children that you wanted to touch on that happened in between those times? Oh, all my children had graduated then, uh, most of them. Okay. Uh, most of them had graduated. They were just, uh, when I left Seaboard, uh, wait a minute. When I graduated, I mean, when I um, retired, retired from mm-hmm. Seaboard, well, everybody had left home. They just, you know, got grown and all that stuff. Everybody was gone. Uh, so I went, uh, Dad got sick. And he had a stroke. And I went to stay with him and come out of the hospital. And that's how, I, after after my retirement, I went to stay with him. Okay. I thought I was going to do all kinds of stuff. I went to stay with him for eight years, took care of my dad for eight years. Oh, wow. Yep. Stayed with him for eight years. How much uh, was he, he paralyzed? Was it full paralysis? He was paralyzed or on the left side. Oh, on the left, the left side. side. Wow. He couldn't, he couldn't walk. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So I took care of him for eight years. and um, Yep, yeah, after that. Uh, oh, after that, then that's when I came to stay with Juanita. Day. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you just been doing your Avon and other things since then? Anything else you wanted to touch on? No, I don't do no more Avon now. I just go to church and come back home and do it. Okay. And visit everybody I can visit, you know. Anything I can do to help them, I'll do that. But uh, other than that, I don't do too much right now. Enjoying your retirement. Yeah. And um, so what about um, anything uh, like your children now any any highlights you want to say you're proud of or um any stories you remember fond stories about any of them we have one story from from booty he got in trouble <laughs> you got him out of that for 75 dollars oh, any other <laughs> fond memories with the children not no fond ones so <laughs> sad ones Oh yes, I, I I don't know, but uh, they did pretty good, you know. Um, I forgot to tell you about that, you know, the house burning down. Oh. Um. But Sharon just said had had uh, CJ and KK, mm-hmm. and she came down one day and she she was going to the clinic, take them to the clinic. Okay. And uh, I left. And I don't know what she lit the oil heat or what, but the oil ran out and the house caught a fire. Oh, wow. And she was there, but she got out. 
But when the burner called me and said the house burned down, I said, what? But Les did get out, she and the, she and the um, CJ and KK. And that's when uh, I left the house on Salem Road, no, I mean Red Snake Road, and went to Norfolk, moved to Norfolk. Okay. Found me a house in Norfolk and moved over there. Because I, I left uh, Salem Road. It was Les Red Snake. It was Red Snake. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to do a quick uh, commercial and then we're going to do a wrap up. So um, if you like cash, well, you can get cash with the cash app. If you are go to a restaurant or something, you want to split the bill, get the cash app and you can split the bill very easily. And I have a link. It's shalonely.com slash cash. And you can get $5 when you sign up with my link. That's shalonely.com slash cash cash and now we're going to get back to the show so um <laughs> what you sound like the cab man <laughs> cash cab have you seen that no i haven't seen the cash cab <laughs> yeah we're talking about the cash app it's, you get it on your phone and you can send money to people it's really easy yeah yeah you get five free dollars when you use my link oh so yeah it's it's pretty cool i use it so, um, if I don't know how to do that, you don't know how to do it. I see they just got you a new smartphone. You you learning how to use it? Yeah, booty, uh, I mean not booty, but uh, Brown gave me that. Brown okay. Gave me the phone. Uh-huh. No, I don't know how to. I'm doing pretty good on it though. I can text a little bit and all that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. So for a, a wrap up, what lesson do you think that people can learn from your life, like a virtue, something that is always good to do, or something that you should avoid? Kind of what life lesson do you think there is in your life that you want us to learn about? Well, um, the, the only thing I think that I, that you should do is uh, try to love each other and get along with each other. Okay. I know you're not going to get along with everybody, but if I'm mad with them, I try to make up with them. You know, I try to, um, and I try to do the thing that's right. Might not do everything that's right, but mm-hmm. I do try to. And pray. Okay. And I pray every day. I mean, I seem that I seem like I pray, but I pray every day. Right. And um, I go to visit people that uh, sit, and I call people, and whatever I can do for them, I'll do that. Sometimes I think I do too much for some, but. <laughs> That's, that's the mother in me. That's what Alan says. No, right. Okay. I, I I love my children. Mm-hmm. I love my grandchildren. I pray for my grandchildren. I pray for all of them, everybody. That's great. And um, I I um I love my son-in-laws. So some of them think I don't, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I can get along with all of them. Seem like I can just get along with everybody, you know. But um, to tell the truth, I think Dave has been the best son-in-law to me. I don't want to put that on there. I shouldn't put that. <laughs> it's <on>. okay. Because <laughs> anytime somebody they uh, want you to come and stay, and you don't have to pay nothing, I think it's great. Yeah, that is great. And if I offer money, he said nope. And uh, when I first came here, see, I. He wanted me to stay with Jonathan, you know, get Jonathan off the school bus. Mm-hmm. So I did that. 
and Nell Johnson like like he mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, so you act like mine. You mine too. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> Who's that neat talking? Talk to Shalom. He loved talking to you. I said I love talking to Shalom. I said he told me I love him. I love him. That's so good. I love Shalom. Yeah. I love all of them. And KK, Lord, that's kissed me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see CJ that much, but I still love him. Yeah. Okay. I love the kids. I love everybody. So So love is the main message. Love yeah. and help people. Yeah. And just people. try to get along with everybody. Try to get along with everybody. That's great. Regardless of who they are, you love them. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So we're going to wait till these five cars in a row pass, and then we're going to do our outro. All right. Because it's nice and cool out here. That's why we did the, the podcast out here today. So... This has been the Shalom Case and Show. We did our interview with Corrine Tyler, my grandmother. I call her Granny. And it was great to have all this information. And um, if you would like to support what we're doing, you can go to shalomly.com support and you can give some money, whatever amount you want. And that would really help me out to be able to do more autobiography interviews like this. Also, if you like this podcast, you can subscribe. We're on YouTube. Hit that button to subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell. We're on Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're there, Spotify, Stitcher, what have you. Uh, this podcast is made with Anchor, so you can also go there and subscribe, and you just search the Shalom Case and Show, and that's it. Until next time, keep learning from life. Bye. Ooh, bye. <laughs>